Welcome to the Arts and Antique Radio Show, where your host, nationally recognized certified appraiser Elizabeth Stewart, Santa Barbara's treasure sleuth, will help you put a value on the treasures in your own home. Every time it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. Don't you know each cloud contains pennies from heaven? So let's find out. How valuable is it? Hello, 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 Santa Barbara. It's your Chantress of everything valuable and beautiful, Elizabeth Stewart. And as we do every time, the, the, every year, this time of year, we are celebrating Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the committee that sets up the MLK holiday events and activities uh, in regards to his birthday. And I want to tell you a little bit about what's going to go on. But to help me with this, I have Isaac Garrett with me, uh, who's been in Santa Barbara since 1960. Uh, he's a founding member of the MLK Santa Barbara Board and served as his past president. He's currently vice president of the board. And he organizes the morning program for the MLKSB holiday. Um, he is a legend in our community because of the service he gives to the community, which includes uh, racial equality and justice for all people. Uh, he it was Santa Barbara JC, several commissions for the city and county, candidate for city council, ran for mayor, six years as president of NAACP Santa Barbara branch, one year on the Santa Barbara County Civil Grand Jury, members of the grand jury, et cetera and chair of the Criminal Justice Committee uh, and very active in his local church where he is chair of social issues, trustee of finance and compensation, et cetera, and uh, many other awards and, and, and services to his credit. He's a real estate broker and um, he, he's been in management at Berkshire Hathaway, Hathaway, California Properties, Prudential California Realty and Sunset Company Realtor. And there we go. We have Isaac with us to talk a little bit about the um, Santa, uh, Santa Barbara Martin Luther King holiday events coming up. Well, thank you for being here, Isaac. I appreciate it. every year I see you and then I don't see you for another year, but thank you. Thanks thank you for, for coming in. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, uh, is there anything different this year uh, on the program? Um, I know that there's a couple of interesting memorial services that are happening, uh, and I'm looking forward to the celebration of life of Sojourner Kid Kate Roll. Uh, um, that's Sunday, January 14th. She she was on our program many many times, both as a writer and as a member of the community and a member of the ML uh, MLK SB committee as well. Um, but is there anything you'd like to tell us about that's different and new about this this year's ceremonies? Yes, that's one of the differences in the program this year. At the uh, Delegator Plaza program, the morning program, as you may or may not know, Derek Curtis, who was also one of the founding members of the MLK committee and a past president, he uh, left us last year. And we will be dedicating that program to him for his legacy. And later in the afternoon, there will be a service to honor Sojourner for her community work. 
and the program at the Arlington will also be dedicated to her. Those are the two basic changes that uh, we have in the programs this year. However, as you might be aware of the fact that we will have different speakers as we normally do have different speakers each year to speak to the theme. So we've got, a, so I guess a little bit of a rundown. Yesterday there was at the University of California, Santa Barbara, the Eternal Flame program and reception. And then um, today, it, 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 well, if, it's, if you're listening and it's Friday, uh, January 12th at 6 p.m., Epinebrith, there's a poetry reading as well. Is that also at, at Trinity Lutheran as well, Isaac? Yes. Mm -hmm. There will be a, okay. two poetry uh, readings there. Okay, so we got the poetry. And then later in the program, <clears throat> I have a really special guest coming on. One of the winners of the poetry contest is coming on, and she's all a 10 years old. <laughs> and we're looking forward to Myla. <laughs> Maggio coming on, a student from Riviera Ridge, who's going to come on uh, at the halfway point with my friend Rod Roll. Um, and so let's see. Okay, so Saturday, uh, day of service. And this is a cool one. So you can choose to do a not-for-profit day of service in honor of Dr. King and the committee. And you post your selection, you know, who you're going to work for <clears throat> uh, on the... Um, on the on the website, uh, you can post hashtag um, MLKSB hashtag Day of Service and let everybody know who you choose to serve on that day. And then Sunday worship service, cool thing on their website, they've got a, a announcement of the um, church and church and faith services honoring Dr. King. So you can go on and take a look at that. And then of course on Monday. Is the, um, the 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 headlines program, uh, his birthday, etc. 9 a.m. There's the morning program. 10 a.m. There's a unity march, which is State Street to Arlington Theater. And then at the Arlington Theater at 11 a.m. We've got live music, choirs, essay and poetry awards, spoken word, and more. And then after lunch, we have the celebration of life at United Methodist Church for Sojourner. That's on Annapamu Street. And then a Fellowship Hall community gathering at 3.30 in honor of Sojourner. And you said, Isaac, the the the, the morning is dedicated to who now who who did you Derek say? Derek Curtis. Derek okay. Curtis. Derek Curtis. Okay. And I think he was on our program. I think he was on our program. Wasn't he in one of he one of the one of the years that we we've been doing this yes yeah and he's, he was one of the founding members and past president okay and the morning will be dedicated to him can you tell us uh isaac a little bit about you know you've been involved since 2007. um have you seen any changes in the community um uh, you know it's because of or in part because of the, all the work that the committee does? Yes, I believe we've seen some changes. Uh, each year, we try to pick a theme for the kids to write around and also the speakers. And we try to promote that theme in the community itself. And based upon some of the themes that we have uh, came up with and promoted, 
There have been some changes. I believe there have been some changes, yes, with attitudes. You know, that's one of the things that we believe in is uh, attitude, basically. And that's... Uh, and the theme this year that you gave out to the students, what was the theme this year for the for the contest? The time is always right to do right. And it's R-I-P-E, right to do right. And that's one of the famous quotes from Dr. King's response to eight clergies in the South back in 1963 to their responses questioning why he was marching at the time that he did in order to uh, achieve justice for minorities in that area. And he responded, it's always. Right, from his Birmingham jail. Uh -huh. Tell us that phrase again. That was, beg your pardon? Oh, what, what was the phrase, it's always it is always right to do right. It's always right, R-I-P-E, to do right. In other words, you can do right anytime. You don't, there's no special time for you to do right. Right, and so and so now did, did you have a, a, a say in judging the competition as far as did, were you reading the students' words? No, I did yourself? not. No, okay, I did that's not. a separate committee. Okay, right. Okay, I remember last year um, we had one of the readers uh, come on. Was it Sojourner? I don't. I think it might have been even. And uh, she was saying how how touching some of these essays were, some of the poems, and and we had a, a young woman on last year, right at this time, that I thought her poem was incredible, as I do every year. Um, I, I asked for a copy of the poem, which actually I did get. Um, and my mom, who's 95, I always give her a, a copy of, of the poem every year. And I said, last night I printed out um, the, the poem that won, and we're going to have the little poet on the air pretty soon here from Myla Miaggio, and I printed that poem out and sent that to my 95-year-old mom. <laughs> she, she's going to be blown away um, with you know, the, the, the maturity and the thought process behind it. Uh, it's pretty astounding. Um, it, tell us a little bit about the Arlington Theater Program. What's going to go on there? Well, there will uh, be an opportunity for some of the uh, local leaders to make a statement based upon the uh, condition of the country and the area that they serve, centered around the uh, theme. And there will also be a keynote speaker who would bring a message. Hopefully that would be inspiring to get the community generated to around the theme itself. And also there will be music and there will be several other activities that uh, I'm not privy to at this point in time because I wasn't involved in that committee putting the program together. Do you know who the keynote speaker is going to be this year? Uh, I do know. I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, I'll try oh, well, to get him before the program ends. Okay, we'll get to that. And I also want to say that um, I have a special friend that's 
contributing to the event, Santi Vizali, um, and uh, the, the former mayor, Helene Schneider, is curating uh, an amazing exhibit. And uh, I just want to tell our listeners a little bit about this exhibit. When we get back from the break, Richard's giving us a sign we got to go to quick break, but it's an amazing story. And Isaac, do, have you met Santi Vasali? No, not personally. No. Do you know? Do you know about this this story? Yes. You do. Okay. All right. We'll we'll discuss that when we get back from the break. Hey, Richard. Yes, Elizabeth. Let's go to quick break. When we get back, I want to tell the story. I want you to listen to this story. By the way, Richard, it's amazing. Our friend Santi Vasali. Uh, and I, this was something that I knew about because, you know, I'm close friends with Santi and how this happened uh, is a is an absolute miracle. So don't don't turn that down back in a minute. We're talking about the Martin Luther King Day celebration this coming Monday and previous to that, the celebration around this weekend. And that is because we have the wonderful participation of the committee, MLKSB committee setting up a whole day on Monday of celebration. Don't turn that down. Back in a minute. Welcome back. It's Elizabeth Stewart. I have the pleasure of speaking with Isaac Garrett, who's the vice president of the MLK Santa Barbara Martin Luther King Jr. birthday is coming up Monday, and we've got a whole slew of activities going on, notably at the Arlington Theater. Um, and Isaac was telling us about the, the events going around on the day, and also some of the people that are being honored, uh, Garrett and Sojourner, uh, are being honored on the, both past this past year. Um, and they're, they're, they're going to be with us in spirit for sure. I want to tell this wonderful story of um, Santi Vasali and the lost negatives. So um, at the Community Arts Workshop opening on January 23rd, we're going to see some very rare photographs. And how this came to be um, was that in 1967, Santi was hired by an Italian magazine based in Milan. Santi's Italian born. Uh, long out of print um, to cover the 1967 Vietnam War protest in New York City outside of the UN. And uh, so Santi was covering this event for the magazine. There was 125,000 people at the march and Dr. King was addressing the crowd. And he sent the photos back to Italy, or sent the negatives back to Italy uh, and they 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 printed a few of them, but the rest of them remained in their archive. And of course, the magazine shut its doors um, in the seventies. Now, I guess Santi figured that they were kind of lost, and somebody got in touch with him uh, last year and said, "You know, these are your negatives." I I remember Santi telling me this, and I thought, "Oh, this is marvelous." They sent the negatives back and um, Helene Schneider was a curator uh, and everybody knows Helene, she's a curator at Community Arts Workshop. She organized a, um, in, a an exhibition of these photos. It's called The Day in the Life of Martin Luther King Jr. Photographs by the esteemed journalist 
photojournalist Santi Vasali capturing and recapturing. Um, and then what everybody should know is that uh, Santi has designated all proceeds from the sale of the photos in the exhibition, of which you can have reprints made uh, to be donated to the MLKSB organization and the, the Community Arts Workshop. Um, you know, I did, I neglected to, to tell everybody the mission of the Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Santa Barbara. They have a mission to foster positive relationships between many diverse groups in the Santa Barbara community and the surrounding area to sponsor programs and events which exemplify the teachings of Dr. King and to observe and celebrate the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, which is this Monday. And uh, I have Isaac Garrett with us today. Is Rod, Rod Rolls waiting in the waiting room there? So we're gonna hear from Rod around 1030 or so. Um, Isaac, can you tell us um, the, how, how early in the year do you guys, or how I should say how late in the year, <laughs> because it's in, in January, the committee starts working on this day. Uh, at what time of the year? How do you convene? Well, we actually start working on it in June. And it's a continuous process, really, because sometimes the... Uh, people that we would like to get involved, we need to give them plenty of time in order for them to be available or to decide whether they can be available or not. And even sometimes some of the vendors, we uh, change vendors in the process. And sometimes we need to make sure that they are gonna be able to provide us what we need, when we need it, on time and et cetera, you know. So it's not something that we can do within 60 to 30 days. It basically takes us six months and in fact, after the event itself, we do what we call a wrap up and we begin thinking as to what changes we need to make, if any, new programs that we need to bring online, if any, and et cetera, you know. So it's basically a year round process as far as the thought process is concerned. Do you, does the committee have a count of how many people attend? I didn't quite understand the question. Oh, does the committee have a head count of how many people attend generally? Uh, yes, basically. Normally the uh, morning program, depending upon the weather, it runs anywhere from 350 to about 500. The Arlington program, it usually runs anywhere from six to 1200. That's marvelous. So over the years since this has been going on, since in 2007, over the year, there's been thousands and thousands of people that have attended these events. Is that right? Yes. And usually we have some people who actually attend the march, but don't go into the theater to attend the program. And I also want to say that if, if you <clears throat> have attended and you are going to attend this year, uh, the committee can always use some help. You can donate to keep the MLK legacy alive and help underwrite the events and programs. You can go to their website, um, mlksb.org, and see you know this the schedule of events, but also you've an opportunity there to to leave a little donation if you'd like. Um, 
and also, you know, the 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 event itself at the Arlington. I was there last year. It's quite impressive, and uh, it's it's really <laughs> the feeling in the in the theater is just wonderful. I must say. Um, I wonder if Rod is connected yet. Rod, can you hear us? No, not yet. Okay. Well, Isaac, I wanted to know um, regards the the um, the importance of this day for you personally. Uh, can you can you tell us what 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 this means to you today? I mean, the Monday. What what the, what Dr. King's birthday means to you personally? Well, let me slow it with. It's very significant in my life because number one, Dr. King is the only individual who have had a holiday named in his honor by the U.S. government. And I think in order for you to do that, then you must have a great standing. And number two, I believe that Dr. King's teaching and writings is the number two guideline for me that I set my examples and value system by, not the government, basically, because the government itself lots of times is laws and rules and regulations that they pass is not in the best interest of the majority of the people that they're supposed to be representing. Dr. King talks about the heart. The heart basically is where the real meaning of your feelings come from. That's the moral fabric that you live by. At least that's what I live by. Yes, there are laws on the books that supposed to provide us certain protection, benefits, and et cetera. But then again, you have to look at who's implementing and who's enforcing those laws. And we do have people in place that is they're electing their duty and responsibility as far as that go. But when you're dealing with the heart and you're dealing with what's right, as the theme says, there's always the right time to do right. And I believe that we should try to practice that in our daily lives. So to me, Dr. King's legacy is one of the greatest that I think that ever will be, except Jesus Christ himself. Well said, yeah. Um, do you think that um, the country's coming together? Uh, I, I mean, I, I see such divisions lately and I'm, I'm hoping that you know what I, I was reading your mission statement and I was hoping that perhaps an event like what's coming up Monday will help help kind of bring people together in other words one of the mission uh, statements says you, you know to to foster positive relationships between many diverse groups and it seems that you know the, in our country right now, there's a lot of polarization around various groups. And I hope that this sort of a celebration will make people feel like you said that, that it's really all about the heart. 
and understanding that we can be kind in, in any situation in, in our daily lives. Well, that's one of the reasons why we came up with the theme this year that we did is because of the fact we can see the divisions in this country, which no need for it, basically, you know. Uh, yes, you do have those individuals and groups who feel like they're right and it's their way is the only way. But that's not necessarily the truth, you know. We all have our ideas and opinions about how we think things should go and should be. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't necessarily need to try to impose your position upon someone else unnecessarily if they're unwilling to accept it. We believe that if your ideas and uh, your proposals are so good, then you should try to convince people to accept them and not force them upon them. You know, And I think that's one of the problems that's causing the division in this country is people want to enforce their position upon others instead of convince them to accept it voluntarily. That's totally true. Yeah, completely. Richard, are you there? We'll give yes, ma'am, I am here. Yeah, okay, let's take a very quick break. And we're awaiting the arrival of our very special guest, the, the young poet who's 10 years old, uh, Myla Maggio, a student from Riviera Ridge who won, won the contest for a wonderful poem that I was saying to Isaac that I printed out and sent to my 95-year-old mom. <laughs> Here, here's a young 10-year-old talent for sure. Uh, and we're blessed to have uh, such talent in our community. Okay, don't turn that down. Back in a minute. All right. We're celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. holiday events and activities. And uh, very quickly, um, it, Isaac Garrett is with us, and he's the vice president of the committee. Uh, and I'm wondering, the morning program at the De La Guerra Plaza, can you tell us a little more, Isaac, about that? Well, the uh, program it starts off with a blessing from one of the uh, Chumash tribes, and then it goes into... Uh, two of the students reading the essays, and then we have a period whereby we have some of our local elected officials to come up and address the crowd based upon uh, conditions and accepted whatever. Then we have a keynote speaker, and then we have uh, a group, the World Dance for Humanity, that comes on basically and closes out the program, and we assemble at Delegara and State for the uh, march up to the Arlington Theater. And you were just saying that the keynote speaker at the theater is Dr. David Phillips. Yes. UCSB professor of environmental justice. Right. And the Wonderful. keynote speaker at uh, the morning program is Edward Song, who is a professor out at Westmount College. And what does he teach? Ecology. Ecology. Okay, so this is an environmental focus in general. Uh, and Rod, I wonder, it, it, can you introduce our next guest, Rod, please? 
<laughs> the poet. <laughs> oh, um, I pronounce the name Mila. Mila. Okay. Um, let me see. Um, I don't have any background on, but I she's a, a winner, one of the winners in the essay and poetry contest. So I was looking forward to her uh, reading her um, poem at the course right now. Right. So this is Mila Maggio. She's a student at Riviera Ridge. She's 10 years old, and she wrote a wonderful essay um, that, uh, Mila, I have to say, are you there? Can you hear me? Um, yes. Hi, Mila. And Hi. you're at school, right? You're at school right now, and your two, te your two teachers are helping you, right? Yeah. Okay. And you're 10 years old, and you're, are yes. you a poet or are you an author? Both. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, I wonder, do you think you could read your poem for us? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Dr. King made a change. We can make a change. It wasn't easy for Dr. King. It probably won't be easy for you. He inspired people around the world to treat people equally during his lifetime. He taught people that the color of your, of your skin doesn't matter. We continue to be fascinated and inspired by his message. He taught us that we can change things for the better. We have the power to pick up trash and be kind to everybody and stand up for yourself with kindness, so why don't we do it? If we all just be good humans, don't murder, and treat people equally, you'll be surprised of how much one person can do. Leave this earth better than you found it. Don't be scared to hold back. Show this earth what you can do. Show everyone what you can do. If Dr. King did all this work in one generation, check out you can do if you work together. We have to treat this earth and our people with respect. It will be hard. It will be sad. It will be happy. It will be beautiful. Excellent. And what, what made you think about the, the just be nice people, don't litter, et cetera? How did you think of that? Um, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been inspiration. Do you do a lot of writing on your own? Um, sometimes. Okay. I want to uh, read your poem because maybe some people were, were, were uh, listening. There was a little fast for them. So I want to read, if, if with your permission, Mila, I'm going to read your poem one more time. Okay. And the title is, It Will Be Beautiful. Uh, and it goes like this. This is Mila's essay. Dr. King made a change. We can make a change. It wasn't easy for Dr. King. It probably won't be easy for you. He inspired people around the world to treat people equally during his lifetime. He taught people the color of your skin does not matter. We continue to be fascinated and inspired by his message. He taught us that we can change things for the better. We have the power to pick up trash and to be kind to everybody and stand up for yourself with kindness. So why don't we do it? If we all just be good humans and don't litter and treat people equally, you will be surprised how much one person can do. Leave this earth better than you found it. Don't be scared to hold back. Show this earth what you can do. 
Show everyone what you can do. If Dr. King did all this work in one generation, picture what we can do if we work together. We have to treat this earth and our people with respect. And then she says at the end of the essay poem, it will be hard. It will be sad. It will be happy. It will be beautiful. How about that? Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely. If yes. we accomplish anything, yes, that poem was worth it. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Very insightful. Very insightful. And such a cool tie-in, too, because, you know, at the basis, Mila, it, you're talking about respecting the, the earth, right? Um, yes. Yeah. And so what what can what can in any individual do to respect the earth? What do you think? Um pick up trash and like treat it with respect. Say that again, darling. Um pick up trash and like treat the earth with respect. Very good. And then I understand that at the event are you you're going to be reading your essay at the at the event, right, on uh, Monday? Are you reading on Monday? Yes. Are you nervous? Um, not really. I don't think so. <laughs> That's great. I can hear it in your voice, though. You are not nervous at all. You're going to make, make be a big star. <laughs> and what's yeah. your favorite subject at school? I bet I know. What's your favorite subject? Um, P.E. probably. <laughs> ah, I, th I thought you were going to say English. <laughs> okay. And what do you do in P.E.? Are you an athlete? Um, yeah, I play soccer. Oh. That's fantastic. That's great. And and you you are at Riviera. Is that what, is that your school, Riviera Ridge? Um, yes. Well, I was up there a, a time or two ago because um, I had a client who gave a piano to the school. It's a beautiful school. Um, yeah, thank you. And, and thank you to your teachers also that are helping you so that you can be on the radio program today. And I think you're going to do just beautifully on Monday for sure. I think, you. <clears throat> do you have something special picked out to wear? Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> It'll come to you. <laughs> Very good, Mila. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Oh, definitely. Good luck on Monday. And keep Thank up you. the good work. My gosh, I hope I hope I see your book published pretty soon. <laughs> and I've been enjoying reading it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yep. Bye, Mila. Thank you. We'll go to quick break, Richard. talking a little bit about uh, <clears throat> uh, the celebration of life for Sojourner Kincaid Roll, which is at 1.30 on Monday, January 15th. And uh, by the way, Isaac was mentioning that the whole program 
uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Committee program at the Arlington Theater, they usually get between 800 and 1,200 people. That whole program is dedicated to Sojourner. Um, she's a marvelous woman. She's been on my program many, many times, both as a poet and an author and a community activist. Very, very intelligent, very gifted. Um, and we lost her uh, just recently. And uh, uh, her husband Rod is with us. Uh, it, the celebration of life is going to be at the First United Methodist Church, uh, 305 East Adam Pamu Street. And then afterwards at 3.30, there's going to be a community gathering in her honor. Rod, you were mentioning uh, you came to Santa Barbara together? Well, actually, um, Sojourner in 1978, um, no, Sojourner moved to California to go to law school up at UC Berkeley, and I helped her drive cross country. And then I was supposed to go back to North Carolina where we met through a mutual friend and drive back cross country to uh, support Sojourner at law school. Unfortunately, my car broke down in North and Charlotte. <laughs> so I ended up spending another two years there. Um, and in the course of helping Sojourner move cross country, we drove up to 101 and we stopped at these traffic lights and they kind of looked around and said, oh, Sojourner, this place looks like a nice place to be to uh, live. The light changed green. We drove up to, you know, proceeded up to Berkeley. And, um, and of course, me being in North Carolina, I decided I wanted to go to photography school. And I mentioned, hey, Sojourner, this place in, uh, is a really good school in this place called Santa Barbara. And she said, oh, that's the place where we stopped at the traffic lights. So um, I ended up coming down to, to uh, Brooks to start, uh, you know, start at Brooks. Uh, Sojourner finished up at law school and then came down here. And we decided we were like, OK, when I finish Brooks, we we're going to go to Atlanta. Um, but some something got in the way. <laughs> we, every time we were we thought about it, something would keep drawing us to Santa Bar stay in Santa Barbara, whether it's Sojourner working with community groups with uh, uh or me playing in bands and get picking up jobs and she pick up a job. Before we knew it, uh <laughs> 30 years later, we're still <laughs> in Santa Barbara. <laughs> so um yeah we we've made this home and uh I think it was something, whatever kept us here was good, you know, and I think uh, uh, Sojourner appreciated, I appreciate it. And we appreciate all the friends that we've uh, made here in Santa Barbara and how much they've, they've made it feel like home for us. You know, so uh, we're really looking forward to um, celebrating her time here. I often think, oh, she left a little bit too soon, you know, uh, wish she could have been here a little, a little while longer, but um, I think she made the most of it, you know, uh, lived a full life and really dedicated her time and talents to Santa Barbara to make it a better place. I was going to say I was uh, um, in Chaucer's, the bookshop there, and, and uh, 
they have her book uh, on display over there, which oh, is great. Good, so good. yeah, I thought you'd like to know that it's it's a little stand and they the book up there. Um, yeah, she well, touched. Great. I'm gonna, uh, her family's uh, going to be in town, so I'm going to make it a point to we can drive by there and take a look at the display. Well, that was before Christmas. I'm not sure if it's still there, but I know at Christmas they before Christmas I saw her book there in, okay. in just beautiful setting. So uh yeah. And her family's coming in from where? From uh Marion, North Carolina. I just spoke with them this morning. Said they just arrived. They're staying down in Los Angeles for a few days before coming up. And um they were just here when uh, Sojourner was in Serenity House. So, and then it went back and uh, they're, they're here again. So, um, yeah, they're here, we're here for the, I wanted the, them to preach to see how um, everyone here appreciated, you know, their sister, you know, in terms of, you know, what she did for the community and um, how everybody appreciated her, uh, her efforts. So, it's uh, have you have the celebration of life? What will what will what will go on? Uh, we have um, uh, Pastor Rob. He's uh, he's worked with us, and Pastor Ficklin also worked with us. And we have we're going to have several um, singers and. Um, close friends of Sojourner will be giving um, short testimonials of, of how they've touched their, li their lives. And um, I think it's going to be good. I, you know, I have a chance to say a couple of words too. I got to figure out what to say, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll say a few words as well. But I think, I think, um, I think Sojourner will be smiling right now when she sees her how what she's been appreciated in Santa Barbara. I want to mention also that uh, Sojourner's last book, Free at Last, a Juneteenth poem, uh, is available at the Book Den and at Chaucer's. And uh, that I just had a message come through uh, that both stores are well stocked for this weekend. So mm. it might be a, an opportunity to um, to jump in and and buy the book and, and uh, in memory of Sojourner also. So we're, just a, a quick shout out: um, Monday, January fifteenth, um, we have the morning program at the De La Guerra Plaza, nine a.m. Uh, the Unity March then from State Street to Arlington Theater. At the Arlington Theater, we have Dr. David Phillips at UCSB. Professor of Environmental Justice as keynote speaker, live music choirs, essay and poetry awards, spoken word, and more. We just had a taste of uh, the 10-year-old poet, Mila Maggio, who read her poem, It Will Be Hard, and a beautiful poem. She's going to be reading that on Monday. And then at 1.30 p.m., we have the Celebration of Life of Sojourner Kincaid Roll, which is at the First United Methodist Church. 305 East Annapamu Street <clears throat> at Fellowship Hall afterwards at 3.30, there's a gathering, a community gathering in honor of Sojourner. We just heard from her husband, Rod, that her family's here from North Carolina. 
coming to see the event and they're going to be kind of blown away with the, the I think with the um, the community uh, showing how important she was to us for sure for years and years and years 30 years by the way yeah 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 30 years well I think go ahead yeah I would just like to say uh going back to the reference of the theme the time is always ripe to do right which uh, I was wanted to quote from Dr. King's Birmingham letter. I would suggest that to your listeners, if they can't attend any one of the programs, will they please download that letter and read it? Because I think there is something there that can give you an inspiration for regardless of how you feel about certain things. I think there's something that to inspire you. Please download that letter, the letter from Birmingham Jail by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. At what year? 1963. 1963 letter from Birmingham jail by Dr. Martin Luther King, which forms, forms the, key, the the backbone of this year's celebration. Yes. Uh, Martin, Martin, Martin Luther King holiday event and activities the birthday. Richard's telling us we got to go. Hey, Rob, thanks for joining. Isaac, thank, thank you. Sir. And thank Mila, you, if you're still listening, thank you for coming on the show and reading your beautiful poem. We look forward to seeing you Monday on the podium. How fantastic is that? <laughs> right. Thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you.